You're my man. Thank you. It's Put so your hands together for my man, Hunter Store. Thank you. Hunter Stare. Thank you for taking the picture at the end too. That's very. We're gonna we're gonna tag that up. Thank you for getting 20 pictures of him because he looks darling. You're so brave. When I first moved to San Francisco, I used to wear a tutu on Tuesdays because I have four tutus. <laughs> no, just because I used to be a ballerina and I happen to have four tutus. And where else are you gonna wear them? I well, I just I can't afford Burning Man anymore, but I can still wear a tutu. We're in a hunter rock block. What? Hell yeah, it's Monday, but we got a two for Tuesday. Uh, your next comedian, he gets mad at baristas, <laughs> even though I think he is one now. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. I am the more boring of the hunters based off my dress outfit. You know, I, I can't talk about baristas right now, Pam. I want to, I want to, but like then people are going to know me for who I am and I plan on lying to you guys during my entire set. No, um, I found out I'm alcoholic today. This, yeah. yeah, I mean, I kind of knew for a while. You know, I love it. Like a, a support group, like you wouldn't get applause. Now it's all comics going, me too. I fucking love that. But um, yeah, this is how I found out I'm, I'm an alcoholic. I went over to a uh, corner store, you know, to get like a pint of Sailor Jerry's. Fucking put it down. As soon as the guy puts it down on the table, it was like that time of year again. And I'm, I'm like, that time of day again, you mean, right? Yeah, didn't realize it's Thanksgiving. It's around that time people start suit killing themselves. I don't know. Yeah, fun thought. Like I came to you guys this morning with like no material. And then I hung out with my mom for an hour. So now I have like a lot of material. <laughs> You know, like I got the scariest text ever from my mother today. I was at work, it was 2 p.m. I get a text on a fucking Monday saying, I got nothing to do, I'm bored, I'm at your apartment right now. Yeah, I moved out of my place, I gave my mom a key, horrible decision. She was at my place day drinking from like 12 to 2 until I got off work. That's fucking shit. There's way more support for alcoholism than comedy right now. It's, it's insane, but it's weird, like she... She did that, then she just went, I'm gonna pick you up from work. And I had to like argue with her not to. I get to her place and like background context to work way better if I'm doing like my entire thing. But background context, my parents are going through a divorce right now because my dad's a meth addict. He had a relapse. She came over to my place, she didn't want to deal with him. And like my my mom has a problem with venting. Or like she'll vent on what's going wrong with her life for like fifteen seconds. And then after that, she'll diverge to something that her, her son shouldn't hear. You know what I mean? Like, she'll go on and be like, your father's a meth addict. He's a piece of shit. I only married him because he had a great ass when he was, like, fucking 24. Yeah, he, she was 24 when I met him. And that reminds me of my best friend's ass. Yeah, remember the woman who babysat you, Karen? Yeah, she has an amazing ass. And she reminds me of her mother's ass. And she'll go on off that for 30 fucking minutes. Yeah. I remember how I said I had material? I do, but I'm in shock right now. There's jokes that will come later. God fucking damn it. It's insane. It is. Like, she was going off on so much weird shit. She was, guys. It was like... She talked about, like, she went off. She's like, Your, my best friend had a great ass, but the best part about me is I'm 50% plastic, which means I have a better body. And she's 25% plastic, which means she's fake. My mom just admitted that her and her friend just went to a suicide pact about getting uh, plastic surgery when they were 25. I don't know. This is weird. I'm still fucking figuring this shit out. I see your guys' eyes looking at me. Peter, your eyes are way bigger than normal. It's not okay. Why am I singling you out, guys, right now? You guys ever see somebody try to be funny, but they're in shock right now? Like, that's exactly what's going on. 
It's weird though, guys. I, um, what else? It's just so fucking weird. Like, I don't know. I came here with material. I promised you I did. I, uh, it's just fucking weird. Like, my, fuck me. There we go. <laughs> there we fucking go. God damn it. All right. I, um, fuck me, guys. This is a weird Monday. I'm going to end it on that. God damn it. I don't need critique for that shit. Sometimes it's therapy. Yay. Hunter Uniac. Sometimes it's therapy. I want to hang out with your mom, too. Oh, she's cool. She is. Fuck yeah, your mom's cool. Like, dude, I want to hang out with her. Um, I feel like you did a joke accidentally, but I would I would lean into it with the alcoholic hashtag Me Too. Like, mm. you're y'all, you comedians. I mean, we're we're a room full of comedians. I know it doesn't. I don't know in a real room what it would look like if you said like I'm an alcoholic. I found out today I'm an alcoholic. Hashtag Me Too. If that would make sense or not. Yeah. But I like to make fun of the hashtag Me Too movement as well. So. I don't know. Uh, uh, but I, hey, work your shit out, bro. There's got to be a lot of funny stuff in there about. There is. I, I just found out, like, literally at, like, 4 p.m. So I've been processing it for the past, how like, old two is, hours. How old is your mom? 56. So she's still youngish and, like. She's my mom, so no. Okay, but, like, from, if you could pretend to not be her son, she's pretty hot still? I've had, I should talk about this. I've had friends that, like, only wanted to see me because they, my mom was around. Okay, so I think that that's something that you can sort of that's like. Right. Yeah, right. if you're oh, young, you're that young, hot friend mom. Too, that friend, too, my mom thought he was a girl for the first two years she met him. That's so amazing. That's, oh my God. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh my God. She okay. into girls? Um, <laughs> she is. That's what the Venting. Look at God us make jokes together Every time here. she vents, she always like goes on about how she quote-unquote had threesomes with another woman, but they turned out just to be her and her. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, this she is just doesn't want right She now. doesn't want to really put her is. mouth on it yet. She just wants... She, she's the type of lady who's in the bedroom going like, do you got a carrot or an eggplant, something? Like a zucchini? Can you help me out? Like, you know, it's like it's not gay if it's not your mouth. <laughs> like... Right. Please don't use that phrase in the same mother. So I'm talking about somebody. I'm talking about, okay, vegetables. So you, wait a minute. Your mom would get so drunk that she would think she was having threesomes, but really it was just her and her? No, no, she'd get so drunk, she'd say she had a threesome with a, her, a, a woman, and another guy, and then midway through the story, she'd expose the lie by saying so it was me and her for like the past hour you know now let's do um like my mom would uh it would get so drunk she thought she had threesomes but really it was just that her is a, that is more she, wait, wait 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 she really she thought it was just her it really it was just her and her hashtag me too i don't know ah! maybe something like that oh like, cause I I like the idea of using hashtag Me Too inappropriately. Yeah. I think as like a cis white male, that's the only. Wait, was that redundant? Anyway, uh, um, I don't fucking know words. No, that's very funny. Her and she's so drunk because she's seeing double, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she, so she she thinks she's a having a threesome, but it's really just her and her hashtag <laughs> Me Too. Like, I think that like the idea of like white guys you misusing Me Too is probably the only way you can get away with making a Me Too joke. Yeah, is like deliberately misusing it. Okay. Yeah, but you know, um, I think I had some other stuff, but I'm pretty tipsy, so I can't remember anymore. <laughs> 
Jesus, yeah. Other comments. Clap Wally. I, I oh. want to point out I remembered the thing I was going to talk about and then I forgot it while listening to your comments. So, oh, fuck. fuck me. Everybody, Hunter Uniac. It's a special moment here right now in Joke Workshop. Uh, he's back. Hey, thank you, John, for being here. Your next comedian, he has been in this space a lot, and then he's gone on to crazy, awesome things. I had the opportunity to see him kill it last night on a hella funny show at Neck of the Woods. You guys are going to love him. Right now, clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. All right. Let's fucking go. I, um, there's a lot of shit that I realized that I wish I knew to pay attention to in school that I totally missed out on. Like the fact that pronouns were an important lesson plan totally missed me. That's like such an upset victory for the driest part of grammar class. Like when I finally found out that pronouns were important, people were like, yeah, people want to switch them. I'm like, and the, switch them up. I don't fucking care. And they're like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I wasn't listening. How was I supposed to know that was going to come back? Grammar was the driest shit in school. I didn't like it. The teacher should have been a little more explicit. Like, oh, what are pronouns? Your friend Jeff has a pussy. That's... I would have been like, I'm listening, all right? School is fucking fun. Learning is magical. All aboard the magic school bus. Let's fucking party. We do some dumb shit with language, which I love. Like, the Miss Misses thing is hilarious to me. The fact that we, like, built a convention into our, like, formal titling system that's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like, upon meeting someone, so we could maybe fuck? Like, that's pretty wild. Great play by guys to just totally stay out of that one. <laughs> like, that just goes to show you that even since, like, the Victorian era, married men were, like, not, like, out of the game, you know? Like, give her between the time we say hello and look at my finger. Like, I don't know. I feel like we should add a third one that's just, like, I'm very open to fucking. Like, if anyone calls you, like, monsieur, it's, like, any, anything French means coitus, I think. <laughs> That's just how that works. Um, eating people is obviously bad. Uh, um, but what if it's good for you? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like that, like, people wouldn't not try that diet. Like, oh, if paleo makes so much sense, how about eating a six-pack to get a six-pack? You know, like, that sounds crazy, but if The Rock did it, we'd consider it. I feel like that would be a hashtag. I found my cannibal community. All right. That's going to be a weird joke. Um, that one might not work. I, um, I'll tell you guys a story. So I, I live in a, I live in an apartment in the Castro and at the top of the stairs, it's my apartment, a little landing and another apartment. Okay. Now the guys who live across the way run what I can only deduce is like a drug dealing place slash grinder hotspot, which dope. Okay. Seems like a very good time. Only peeked in once, saw a disco ball. I fuck with it. But it's led to a series of very strange interactions that occur for me on that landing with people that have been getting more and more fucked up and ashamed as I run into them. 
Like two months ago, I walk out into the hallway and there's a dude standing there and he looks me dead in the eye, turns around, walks down five stairs to the first landing and just stares at the wall. So I had to leave, so I walk up behind him and when I get down to the last stair, he just goes, what? <laughs> if you start a conversation with what, you're in a guilty position. <laughs> So I was like, what? And then he got really scared and he fucking left. So this has started happening. It's escalated to the point where last week I, I leave the door of my house to go to work. I lock it. I turn around. There's a man sleeping on the ground two feet from my door. Now, he doesn't look homeless, but he's six months from it. And I can tell you that to a day. It's going to happen. So this has started happening, and I haven't quite known how to deal with it, but it crescendoed to last Tuesday, I leave to go to a show. There's two guys coming up. They're like, hey, were you just at Todd's? I'm like, no, I wasn't. I have all my teeth. Um, so I just left. I text my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, code red, couple of bogeys. You know the drill, lock the top lock. Don't fucking worry about it. So I'm at the show. She goes, she looks out the peephole. Okay, curiosity got the best of her. And she sees these two dudes lying side by side doing the lazy man 69, sucking each other's cocks. Okay, on the elbow, like you're doing a model shoot but eating a shish kebab. Like that is a startling fucking thing to see two feet from your house okay on a landing that you share with one other door so whatever she's like she goes back inside and like composes herself and does what I only assume she fanned herself because that seems to work for women when you're rattled um, she goes back inside and tries to like reclaim the sanctity of our home unsuccessfully and curiosity grabs her again she walks back out she looks through the peephole and one dude is on top of the other dude just teeing off on him two feet from our door she watches the man finish get off and give the bottom the most like cold congratulatory good game and got him the fuck out of there and I don't really know how to deal with that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. How do we reclaim this space? Do we have to go out there and fuck just to take this back? Like, is that the only way? Like a dog, do I have to pee on it? And then I really thought about it. I'm like, if you want to beat the game, you have to beat the boss. So I got to find this top. <laughs> I have to fuck him in the ass, and I have to give him a dismissive good game. And that is my time. Thank you very much. She's gonna find a questionably housed man. What? <laughs> I like. To, I don't like to call them homeless. I like to call them questionably housed. Questionably housed. Yeah. Because I like to give them them. Uh, you're a genius. Thank you. The whole pronouns <laughs> thing is amazing. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could possibly say is that coitus is Latin, not French. Mm. And Grinder Hotspot doesn't exist because I looked it up on the internet. So you're a genius because there's no such thing as Grinder. No you, uh, you've coined it. I feel like he should be charging surge prices. You, yes, a Grinder Hotspot. Absolutely. Yeah. You said a model eating a shish kebab. I think it would be. Oh, someone's someone's Burt Reynolds is eating it. I was going <laughs> to say instead of being a model, name him Burt Reynolds eating a shish kebab. It's right, Ty, yeah, yeah. one of the hot male model guys. Yes, yeah. Any of them, just yeah. name them. They're eating it, but the eating a shish kebab on the one. Uh, it's such. It's so great. It's so vivid mm. and beautiful. You're amazing. Oh, thank you, Pam. Yeah. 
yeah. other, other people. Uh, yeah, great set. Uh, a couple things. Uh, one, I think it'd be fun if you talked about Miz included in that because it's right. like, you could still fuck there her, but she's old. Right. Like, <laughs> well, isn't Miz just like declined to state, kind of? Oh, okay. That's, or divorced. That wrong. If you're divorced, you can often say Miz. Right. Yeah, you could hammer down the logistics before you yeah. bring that in, probably. Um, I think uh, the story is very funny. Uh, I think you kind of like... Because you, you give it away, like, oh, it's like a drug den grinder hotspot right, before right. kind of the absurd shit happens. And you're like, oh, it's like a disco a party? Point. Cool. So yeah. it's like, if you start, you're like, oh, cool, new neighbors, disco, sweet. And then, like, it builds It's a very up. good point, because it does feel like even though it, it had the natural conclusion of it was huge, there's, like, no suspension of, like, holy shit, that happened. Yeah, because when you're like, oh, grinder hotspot, I'm like, oh, there's me two dudes fucking. Right, and so all that analysis should go at the end of it, basically. I think and then so. now yeah. That's a great point. And then, uh, last thing, I think we had a line where you're like, oh, uh, my girlfriend went in to try to like reclaim her uh, the sanctity of the house or something. Yeah, I think you could do like just like a quick tag of like she like lit a candle or like what right. does that mean? Right, know. right, right, right. right. That? No, that's great. Thanks. Burn sage, stick some stage in your dick, light it on fire, and <laughs> swoop it around that alcove. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Yay, Joey Avery! Yay! We're about halfway through, everybody. Your next comedian. He was just giving some great comments. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Pete Ballmer. Hell yeah, sweet. What's going on, guys? Uh, I used to work on a golf course. Used to work on a golf course. I was a caddy, um, which were the little guys with the bibs who carry around uh, the golf bags for the golfers. It was a kind of a silly little job. I think that uh, being a golf caddy is a lot like being a stripper, you know, because uh, you get paid mostly in tips. Um, a lot of the jobs just keeping old men company, you know, like telling them how strong they are and letting them complain about their wife and kids. And in either field, if you work really hard, persevere, and make it to the top of your career, then you're going to be working for Tiger Woods. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I was excited. I was excited to start being a golf caddy because, like, I like the idea of a golf course. You know, like a bunch of guys hanging around, smoking cigars, shooting the shit, and like making jokes. I was like, that sounds fun. I like making jokes. I want to be in this. Super disappointed. Turns out, people on golf courses have bad senses of humor, and I learned this because I was caddying for this threesome one day, and that's the word that you use when there's three guys playing golf together. It's a threesome. Just and um, I think that's very funny. Not on the golf course. They don't think that's funny. So you can imagine how tough that would be. I'm fucking 15 years old. I have to listen to old-ass businessmen being like, I'm very excited for my threesome with Theo and Bill today. Ball's in the air at 4 p.m. Ha <laughs> ha. And, uh, yeah, so I was catting for this threesome of guys, and um, I was disappointed in the jokes, because the main joke they made would be, uh, there'd be like one guy, and he would hit a shot, and it would not go that far. And then, Theo, on cue, would be like, <laughs> good shot. Is your wife playing with us today? <laughs> ah, yeah, not very good. Uh, dropped like 12 of those, and I was like, I think Theo's getting divorced or something. <laughs> Seems like there's some deeper problems here. Um, and I wanted to get in on the joke game, you know? I'm like, I'm a funny guy. Uh, so I was caddying for this guy named Jay Hartmeyer, and he hit a shot, and it went way to the right, right? And afterwards, he says to me, he was like, ah, Peter, you know, nothing, that shot was all wrong, nothing about that shot was right, nothing about that shot was right. So teed me up perfectly, golf pun. Because then I said, actually, Mr. Harmeyer, I think that shot was too right. 
Eh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I've bombed at a lot of open mics before, but I've never had a joke be as poorly received as that one was. I'll never forget, he turns and looks at me, he's like, uh, <laughs> that was funny. No tip that day, guys, no tip that day. Yeah. Uh, you guys are a bunch of weirdos. I think I think people are getting weirder than they used to be. These days. I think people are weirder. I like that. Yeah, that's good. You can clap for that. Don't feel don't feel ashamed. Uh, I think it's because of the internet. I think the internet makes people weirder because before the internet, if you were the kind of guy who was like every day at four in the morning, I like to wake up, rub olive oil on my nipples, and go, you probably wouldn't talk about it a whole lot. But now, that same guy, at any point in time, is four clicks away from 50,000 other people who are like, yeah, I do that shit too. But I use French onion dip. <laughs> I, uh, I do some weird shit myself. I'm kind of a weird guy, so this is good for me. Um, I got a little life hack for you guys. I do some weird. Um, I, here's my weird thing. I peel my fingernails off. I peel my fingernails off. And I use them to floss. Gross. Yeah, it's gross. Like some James Bond villain shit, but I'm out here doing it. Went to the dentist this week. Zero cavities. Just kidding. Two cavities. Not a big brusher. Apparently that's a thing. That's a thing. I like telling, that's a fun, that's a fun little joke for me to tell because it kind of turns the room into a mini internet, right? Because after I say that, people come up to me after the show and mostly women will come up and say like, <laughs> you don't actually do the thing with your fingernails, do you? I'm like, yes, absolutely. But then you also get some dudes coming up to me afterwards and be like, hey, great set. Also, told to do that fingernail thing too but I use my toenails. Great for the molars. Great for the molars. Ouch. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, okay, that's all I want to do. Thanks, guys. Feed Bulbar! Balls in the air at 4 p.m. Afternoon delight. I feel like you could... You could uh, do a little, you could sing a little thing there. So. I should sing more. Ooh, afternoon delight. I mean, if there's, if you're talking about balls at four, I feel like there's just an extra tag after there. Yeah, there's no way not to. Or like, I mean, if there's an early tee off, like 9A, like why four in the afternoon? Like, what are you guys doing? Let's start this day off right. That's true. Yeah. I, I, en I enjoyed that whole like large simile and metaphor going on there with Thank you. sex and playing golf with the guys. I did fun. too. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. You're a good caddy. Thank you. It's not that good, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think that the golf joke is interesting because it's like it's a joke that people who like golf and don't like golf will both be able to <laughs> enjoy, which is good because sports jokes really can can flip people. Yeah. Um, when you're doing that, I think when you do the the joke about uh, the guy who made like the wife joke and then he's getting divorced, yeah. you kind of like said it, said that he was getting divorced, and then said he like made a couple other ones. I think you should tell like two or three of them because that way it gives people the like feeling of like him telling those jokes oh and yeah when you say he's getting divorced it might hit harder oh something yeah. to try yeah and like was he really pissed at the like too far right joke do you think because i didn't know if i like totally bought that that's fair he was not actually that i he, he didn't laugh very hard but he was not actually that pissed that's valid that's yeah. valid yeah um you might you, uh, you know I, i'm all about honesty but you might have to lie there no, um yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, with the with the toenail one. Also, I'm like, I can't believe that anybody does that. 
the toenails yeah uh, that's a new that's a new thing i've tried today because people do come ask if i really did the fingernail thing but i was like it'd be cool if i could wrap that up what do people really say like people say they do that with their fingernails uh, yeah i have met other people oh, fuck. <laughs> all right well there you go Life's weird. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't bite his nails he doesn't know what nail biters are like yeah no, the some people eat happen, them some people do things with them <laughs> Just not between the teeth. Just not between, yeah. just not picking it. He'd rather see bits of beef in the teeth rather than... Okay. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I'm, I'm a picker. You can look at my nails. They're, they don't exist. Uh, other comedians, you guys yeah. love the tall, tall, catty Pete Palmer? Oh, no, uh, Capital Pilcrow, you have something to say. Go, go. The golf joke, I've seen you do it a few times. It works really well, especially because your golfer impression is really good. Thank you. Um, I was going to say what Joey Avery said about you. Full name. <laughs> Sorry, keep, keep going. Yeah. Name drop. Um, I've, I've seen you do it a few times. It works better, or it lands better when there's more silence. Like, I noticed this time, like, you, you made a few noises while you're doing the impression. Ah. When you just, like, do the face and then silent and then say the line. Gotcha. It land really well. Yeah, and I got I got to read that because it's like he yeah. still looks upset. You just didn't look upset this time. Gotcha. But I've seen you. I like like he said like don't lie, but you can you can fudge it a little bit, make it look more more upset. Yeah, it might be honestly. It might be funny if he like was like hell yeah, nice joke or something. I don't know. I don't know because he was. I've, I've seen it land medium. well the way you do it. Like I've seen you do it. Yeah, well, yeah. I like the joke. I don't think about it. Oh. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Pete Palmer, yay! All right, you're next comedian here on the Joke Workshop. Bringing it out for you. She is our, I think she's our first lady of the night. Christ. Hey, everybody. Be nice. Be nice. I mean, or not. I mean, treat her like everyone else. I mean, I'm sorry. It's usually guys or whatever, but we can all. I'm just saying. Clap your hands in a slappy like motion for Sophia Hirsch. Is Raymond here? Okay. Um, hey, guys. Um... I recently started my queer journey, which is very exciting for me. Um, I got this haircut. Um, I also downloaded Lady Tinder, which is terrifying. Um, it turns out I just really don't like penises, seen too many of those. I thought that maybe the other option was gonna be a good one. Turns out I'm just ready to die alone. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I did see this old couple on the street the other day, it looked like a couple of French bulldogs, just like a permanent frown. They were, and I was like, that seems like where I want to be. Like, I want to be on the other side of divorced, I don't know, remarried to someone that I touch once a month or so. <laughs> I want to be able to smoke a pack of cigarettes in peace. No one is convincing me to do anything. They just roll over and remind me that I'm still there next to them. Woo! So uh, yeah, it's going really well, Lady Tinder. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, what's going on? lights are shining in my eyeballs that's cool uh, my feet are really cold I'm just gonna do some observations about my bodily functions and um, hell, yeah. hell yeah 
this guy's over here. Um, still here. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yep. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Sh oh, yeah, I'm gonna shut her down. I'm gonna shut her on. That's all I got. <laughs> yay, Sophia Hirsch! Yay, yay. Is that your first time? You have to stay at the microphone. Oh, that was my, I think that was my third time. Congratulations. Yay. Hey, your queer journey joke at the top got straight up super laughs from everybody. So, so great job. And is Lady Tinder real? Oh yeah, I'm on Lady Tinder. It's a real thing. I mean, it's just like straight Tinder, except there's women. Is it called Lady Tinder? No, it's just called Tinder. Oh, I thought it, yeah. maybe it was called Bumble. I, just I, think, <laughs> I, I think that you can have a joke in there about that it's called some other dating site, mm -hmm. that it's called, or make up a name or something. Like I'm on Lady Tinder and it's called U-Haul or something do you know like there's like there's a lesbian joke in there somewhere right like there's gotta be not to like play on the obvious lesbian jokes like it's called Subaru it's called Forest Green Subaru it's the name of the new lady tinder isn't it isn't every isn't every lesbian driving a forest green Subaru is it just me am I just noticing all of the stereotypes uh, no but that was that I, I enjoyed but keep keep going just keep writing into it just don't stop when you come up with a great thing like lady tinder like write 20 different names for lady tinder and then you'll come up with three good ones gotcha. you know what I mean yeah other people? Uh, yeah, I was also really enjoying your queer journey. And um, I, yeah, I was also wondering, like, Lady Tinder, is that real? And then when you were saying there's some scary stuff there, like, go into the scary stuff, I almost wanted the French Bulldogs, like, did they show up on Lady Tinder? Is there, you know, like, on Lady Tinder, it's just a bunch of U-Hauls, you know, like, yeah, like, show us some of that scary stuff. What do, how do French great. Bulldogs eat pussy? Like, the <laughs> Pussies could look like French bulldogs. Oh, That's uh, funny. Um, so it's your third time doing stand-up? Yes. You already like are so comfortable. Like, I, like you already seem so comfortable, which is like I feel like like half of well. I mean, I suck at doing stand-up, but uh, like you're already like so comfortable, and it's like cool like just uh just whatever you think about just just write more just uh yeah you already tell uh, oh fuck i don't know just what whatever you think about just like talk about it more like you like you already seem so comfortable right here right now um just whatever comes to your mind, just whatever you think is interesting. You already seem so comfortable. I see people that like have a lot to say, but they're not comfortable, um, and their jokes don't land. But you're like, I feel like you're you've already won half the battle. Yes. Um, yeah. Just, just yeah, just whatever. Just, just keep on talking. I don't know, honestly. Like, uh, yeah. Thank you. Other comments? He's exactly right. Keep it going, everybody, for Sophia Hirsch. He 
is he is exactly right. It takes a long time to go up and feel comfortable, and you do automatically look comfortable, like you have a background in some sort of like performance art. So fucking kill it. I mean, and and that helps you. Like, there's a lot of people that start stand up comedy and they don't understand how a microphone works. Like, it has these magnets, and you have to put it in front of your mouth, and they hold it too low or too high, or they just don't even deal with it. And then they're like, Why doesn't anybody think my jokes are funny? And it's like, Because we can't hear you. But those are the, the, you're already three steps beyond that. Your microphone placement was great. You were facing us. You have a beautiful face. You had jokes. You were personable. Like, just, you're funny and just keep writing into those funny things. It's about, again, finding 30 names for Lady Tinder and then coming up with three of them that you think are actually funny. But good job and come back and back and back and again and again and again. Clap your hands together again for Sophia Hirsch. Yay! I don't think that Mike Evans Jr. is here. He is, he is here. I didn't see him. I'm so excited that he's here. Your next comedian. He has a great show on Sunday nights from 8 to 10 called Old Soul Radio. He is an incredibly talented individual, and we're going to laugh at his jokes right now. Clap your hands wildly for Mike Evans Jr. Thank you. I hope my talents help me out uh, in the rest of my life because this week on Saturday... I cussed out my boss. Bury my man. Yeah. My man. Which, which is dope if, like, you know, I had, like, a sum of money somewhere hidden, rich parents, you know, the normal shit when you have, like, privilege you could do. But when you cuss out your boss and you are a broke 23-year-old man. Why do you keep looking at me like that? I don't know. Because you're one of four people in the audience, bro. I can't. Can't necessarily, yeah. Can't not look at you. I look at everybody when I tell jokes. Like I'm looking at what could be my rent. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just, just joking. <laughs> Completely kidding. Um, no, but I'm freaking out. Uh, fucking, I realize, <laughs> I realize that all my relationships with all my bosses has been strange. I used to deliver food for three years, and um, one time I texted my boss of that job when I was high off Molly, just like. Everything that you would say to your best friend, I texted to my fucking boss. Like, it was really... All my guilt comes out. Because when you're high off Molly, you're like, you know, fuck it. Why, why is there secrets, man? Everybody should just be free. You know, I'm going to text my boss right now. So I sent my boss a bunch of texts like, yo, man, I'm sorry I've been late. Uh, you're actually not as bad as the boss says. Everyone says you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're a great guy. And I mean, man. And like every break that should have had a comma was just its own individual text. And so the day after, I realized I sent him 27 individual text messages. Didn't get fired from that job. Very surprising. Um, when I saw him, it was at Outside Lands too. I was high off like with four points of Molly, nice. and um, nice. no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> Wish I didn't have Snapchat that day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Very rough day. Molly and social media do not mix. No matter who the fuck tells you anything, just letting you know that shit right now. You will, ah, you will feel shitting. But basically. After I came back to work that Monday after Outside Lands, I was like, fuck, I gotta see my boss. What do I say? Do I tell him I was drugged? The phone got stolen. He literally looks at me and says, hey, nothing happened. <laughs> and that was it. 
that was the whole shit and it was great because I don't want to lose my job like that but even worse now so now that I cussed out my most my most recent boss this isn't a cool thing to tell your parents guys like it's it's cool to tell your friends you said you say my man but like I called very my man I know I, I called my dad this morning and um the first thing he said was nigga I ain't got no money and I was like hey dad uh I need money pretty badly now, man. Um, he was like, why? And I was like, because uh, I started a new job. And hmm, I should retract that story. So I do have a new job lined up, which is the reason why I cussed out my boss, why I felt like I had the power to. But new jobs, they're like, their payment doesn't kick in until like three weeks into the job. And like, I still need my hours from my current job because I quit on the spot. I didn't know it was going to happen. But basically, this is how I quit. I was getting paid $16 an hour after getting my payment docked $4 for no reason. Earlier this year, my boss was like, hey, Mike, we can't afford to pay you 20 bucks an hour anymore because we, we simply don't have the money. Right? And I was like, hmm, something seems a little shady about you lowering my pay midway through the year, you know, but I'm going to see what's going on. Uh, right after that, five more people get hired all at higher pay rates than me. No. Yeah, throughout the year. I'm just like, this dude thinks I'm fucking stupid. And so, no, no, no. That's the thing. They're all, they're all black. My boss is black. All the employees are black. So I can't, you know, there's not that. Um, I know it would have been perfect for 2018. Man, oh, man. Talk about. Me too? No. Doesn't doesn't work doesn't work that way. I feel like I'm appropriating other people's culture. Um but basically, um he, we had a meeting on Saturday and I didn't I didn't go to work that last week because I had a new job line. I was like, fuck it, I'm not going. Fuck my boss, it's all good. And so he yells at me and says, um, Basically, he was like, hey, Mike, you ever read the 40 Laws of Power before? I was like, no. He was like, rule number one, never outshine the master. He said that to my face and, uh, and my two other coworkers' face. And it was like some of the most disrespectful things I've ever heard in my life. And he was like, you know, I've never been a tough boss before, but I'm bossing up now. So weak. He's like 5'2" really scrawny guy but basically I, it was the only time i've ever let my emotions get the best of me for those who have known me those listening i never get angry ever but if you talk to me that way it's just literally like well yeah it's like that a horn goes off in my head and i just have to start calling people out of their names best thing though i didn't do was touch him and that way he cannot sue me nothing will happen to me at all but i think he's gonna hold my pay which is gonna suck a whole bunch of ass and what's great too is that no matter this is just my story but there's tons of people who had arguments this whole week and every argument ended with them walking off into the smoke which is so funny to me because he came in with a mask yelled at me put his mask back on and walked out i'm just like what the fuck this is like a movie right now but i said lot to say that's my time my name is mike Hope you enjoyed. Mike yeah. Evans Jr. is a genius. It would be crazy I, if I've been lying this whole time. No, I, I, I gave you a lot of extra time because it felt like you needed therapy today. 
So yeah. I think that you have a punchline there if you tell the story and at the end, like you tell us who you're working for. Because if you're working for like Burger Joint, like something oh, really, so really, funny. do you know what I mean? Like you tell this whole story about he's like, don't outshine the master, yeah. and you're like, we work at Burger Joint, <laughs> all right? <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> like the I've shined the tomatoes special for you, all right? It's <laughs> whoop-a-doo. Uh, if you if you do need another job, I have a job for you. Hey. Hey. But you have to like working in a kitchen. I work in a kitchen. Where, where it's great at Bender, my favorite bar in the whole world, Bender's. Oh. There's counter offer. They're looking for a. a, a it's you do the point of sales. Super easy. Like I understand it. And but and then. Um, you run the fryer, so it's basically like tater tots. It's really fun. And you're in a bar the whole time, so you get to drink on every shift. Uh, hmm. It kills. And you get half price beer. And you get half price at the bar, so it's a pretty good deal. You only get a minimum wage, but you get all your tips. And um, the only ones you get charged for on the taxes are the ones that come in through the computer. The rest are cash, and it's really great. So if you are, and we're looking for someone right now, so if you're looking in the mirror, I only I said this on the radio too, because I'm like, hey, we're actually looking for someone to counter offer, you know. But I trust, I trust. Mike Evans Jr. I've worked with him for a couple of years. He has a great show here on Sundays called Old Soul Radio. But back to your jokes. Um, but if you really do want a job, I really do have something we're looking for. Uh, we'll did you actually? Did you actually get fired? Did you quit? You walked up and you quit. Yeah, I stood up and quit. He asked me when my last day would be, and I was like, right now. Right I now. Yeah, up. that's yeah. good. Um, <laughs> you asked said at the beginning, tell a secret. And I was like, I wanted you to ask the audience to tell a secret or somebody. I, I thought it would be fun if you could make the audience, like if you reveal something really like weird and be like, oh, you got a secret? And like, <laughs> like ask them. Um, the the Molly social something do not mix. Oh my God. Molly and social, social media, media do not mix. mix. That's like the name of a new band or something. <laughs> I disagree. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Oh man, they're awful. I'm going like to stop talking, people. but I enjoyed oh. your entire... I just love talk. I, I let you go for six minutes because I just enjoyed you talking like I think that you're so entertaining just like you can hold an audience just by being yourself and telling a story that happened today so that like is so transferable when we can actually get you an audience of like 200 people they'll all just be like we love this guy we love like there's five comics here and we're all like fuck this guy but like you're not, not like that but like you are because you really if you're like it's like a Dave Chappelle kind of thing like he can get up and say anything not that you, just because you look like Dave Chappelle's long lost nephew he but if you nothing like him. You, you're both black but you do also you're also very good on stage I'm not you're just I'm not no, just a not. racist he's funny he's um. funny okay I'm done talking um, <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, you, you go first okay um yeah I I really enjoyed your story and I'm so sorry that it's true um, I didn't doubt for a moment that I, I mean I feel like everything was true um, and uh, yeah when you were talking about the 27 messages and not getting fired I was just like context please yeah. <laughs> like there must be some other hilarious shenanigans that are going down at this place where you don't get fired yeah that's, uh, that's very how many I'm, dick pics were in those 27 right, yeah, messages exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's, there's two selfies in that See two selfies. No, that there's so That's many great. inappropriate things that are going on in that workplace. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're saying like I, I'm not a person who gets anyone who knows me, I don't get angry very much. Like, give us some examples of like crazy stuff that you put up with and you didn't get angry because like I know both these jobs. 
like it's it's happened. That's that's why you're here. But great, yeah, great set. Really enjoyed it. And good luck. Didn't you? Haven't you worked with children? Because that would be funny to juxtapose, like with children doing fucked up shit that's the and adults doing fucked up shit. That was the boss I got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh. so funny. So I missed the because kids. you're like, sweetheart, use your words or stop yeah. using your words. <laughs> if you could just stop using your words, I could deal better with your fists at this point. You know what I mean? Using your Molly. No. <laughs> Is her name Molly? Because that would be great. Oh shit, <laughs> Molly. <laughs> it's um, a little girl named Molly, and that's cute. <laughs> Dude, I think you, I think you got it. Like, thanks, man. Like, I love this. Like, I like. It's so hard for, and I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Ric Flair shirt. So I'm, I'm. It's so hard for me to say that I'm not doing a Ric Flair promo. But also, uh, sorry. Anyways, that's besides the point. Sorry. Um, He's trying like, to say that you're going to be famous someday, and we don't know why you're not famous yet. I think that is what he's trying. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like Thanks, I man. like, I want to give you criticism, but like, you're like, if I were to give you criticism, it would just be like maybe like punchlines, like. But that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 yeah, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, like the premise. Like I'm already laughing, but like. Uh, the premise, like I'm already laughing before there is a punchline, and like I suck as a comedian, but like I, I just think you're. Where am I going with this? The, I think what you're funny, saying, like, I think, is that you're saying as an audience member, you were engaged in what he was doing, and I was too. Like I didn't yeah, even I look just, at the I, timer. I, 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 just if you work as like a like more more of a little like clear like more direct punchline, I think you're gonna fucking kill it. Like I think you're gonna like there's there's a build up, um, and you're doing great already like you're gonna kill it just Thanks, uh just, just a little, little more direct and that and that's not me being like oh i know this much like i don't, I don't know shit but like you know i'm just that. saying like you're you're already there but like he is he's there He's already he, he I mean, he's a real writer. Pam, yeah, you know, he's, he's already great. there, but like, he's yeah, great. yeah, just like, sorry, I don't know where I'm going. No, with no, this. And, and and Europe. This is why you don't allow alcohol We're gonna, in uni. Well, it, we don't, and I'm wondering where your whiskey is, and if I have to go around the corner to get it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Evans Jr. Free. Do you guys? Do you want to say one more thing? You can. Yeah. We after after him we have Aaron Lewis and, and then that's it. So yeah, or Regina Fletcher and then him. So we have two comics left. But please give him your comments. We're good. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm just curious if your the boss that you texted while you were high on Molly is the same one that you yelled at. Oh no, no, okay. that'd be so great. Yeah, though. if it was, I was like, that would be a good way to tie oh, the two incidents together. Talk about but an argument, he'd be like. Make it happen, yeah. just get high yeah. on Molly again with your new, <laughs> My new boss. boss. Or, or, or just, you can make anything up you want because you're a stand-up comedian, so you can just or take that. both of those stories and stick them together and lie. It's perfectly acceptable. That's true. That was okay. rad. Hey, you're great. Everybody put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. We have two comics left. Um, thank you guys for hanging out here at the Joke Workshop. 
two comics left here on a Monday. You're next. Another woman. Yes. Actually, three comics left because I'm going to do a set at the end because I do want to work out this new joke I'm working on. Very Pam. Meow. Your next comedian. She's a funny lady. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together for Regina Fletcher. Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks so much. Give it up for Pam again. Um, and thank you guys so much for sticking around. I always I always love this joke workshop. Um, so I, I am an age that is squarely between the ages where people want to see any sort of identification. I am 37. It is very far from 21 and is really far from 55. <laughs> um, but somehow, so I, I hang out with a, like very diverse people of a lot of different ages and I recently got into some like difficult carting situations. My friend drove in from Pacifica, my house in San Francisco, getting ready to go out. I've been researching, you know, like what are some cool like events on Facebook, some bars with like, you know, free live music. We find one and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I forgot my ID at home. Should I drive back to Pacifica? I'm like, you are 52 years old, Quinn. No, there is not, like, no, they are not giving senior discounts. You don't need to, like, show an AARP, you know, card. Like, it is going to be free for everybody. Um, so, so yeah, they, they let us in. Uh, didn't card 52-year-old Quinn. Um, yeah. So then, um, then the next day, I was hanging out with uh, another friend. And I was at this dance bar just, you know, minding my business as, as I want to do. When... Um, yeah, this guy, this kind of young looking guy makes a beeline for me and my friend and starts talking to us. And he starts playing the game, you know, the like, how old do you think I am game. It's like Cards Against Humanity for douchebags, I don't know. Um, and we're just like, ah, I don't know, whatever, maybe you're, maybe you're 25. Are you 25? He's like, oh no, no, I'm not 20. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how old are you guys? We have no shame about our ages. We're like, yeah, I'm, I'm 36, I'm 37. It's no big deal. Like, oh, I'm 18. I got in here with a fake ID. You guys could be my mom. I've always wanted to get fucked by a MILF. And I'm like, well, I've always wanted to get someone ejected from a bar for bringing a fake identification. So it seems like we can both have our, our needs met this evening, um, which, which did work out. He, he actually left. So no, no, one, no one got fucked in this situation. This was a fucking free uh, situation. <laughs> Barrier method. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I just have some concerns about people being too woke. Like, like a little bit woke is good, but people are just straight up like, like Adderall addiction level woke, like woke all the time. Um, and then people are getting so disappointed when people they think are woke turn out to be not as woke as they think. Like take very progressive Senator Al Franken admitting to sexual misconduct. You're like, oh, how can this happen? I thought he was woke. Like, narcolepsy is way more common than you think. Um, so yeah, I mean, with all this wokeness, I think, uh, you know, sometimes people, like, I, like, how woke should we be? Like, should we be woke for like 16 hours a day, 17, 18, 19? Do you know Trump is supposedly awake for 19 to 20 hours a day? <laughs> I mean, look at him. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, when you're, when you're that woke, 
you might need to take something for that but not Ambien because then you'll be like Roseanne Barr and like making racist tweets like you gotta find that sweet spot so um yeah I'll, I'll just leave you guys with this um gosh I know my my Buddhist uh monk jokes don't go over as well as my ballet jokes but but here here goes um one of my favorites so anyone here know the monk Titnat Han, very famous like anti-war activist uh anyway so uh you know I was talking about him with a friend and she was like, yeah, Tin Han is great and all, but he's not very sex positive. And I'm like, listen, he's like world's most famous virgin. You're right. He is not very sex positive. Um, so thanks, guys. That's all I've got. Shrouded in fog. But you know who is sex positive? Regina Fletcher! No, I'm kidding. That's, that's great. That's a great set. I, uh, wow. Uh, the age gap at the beginning, uh, I feel like you didn't say the word age gap, but then you could say something like mind the gap. Oh, I like that. Which is cute because yeah. people know that and it mm-hmm. makes you sort of like worldly or whatever. Well. Uh, but the gap, uh, you can go in the, the, the dusty gap. Anyways, we're not going to get gross. <laughs> uh, I, wrote, I wrote my house. So I'm not 21. Cool night out. These all, these all made sense when I wrote them down. <laughs> Uh, my, it looks like it says my, my violent punks, but that's not what it says. There's barrier method. What's the barrier method? Um, I, so I hear people talk about it, like using a dental dam. Oh. I think that's what I've heard. And then I think also generally. For uh, oral sex. Is, uh, well, I think any kind of barrier method as opposed to like a, um, an oral contraceptive. Oh, okay. Kinda, like, so a condom is a, is a yeah. barrier method. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. Mom act. What um, does mom act mean? Okay. Other people talk. I'll try to figure out what these things mean. <laughs> Where did you get your pants and your boots? Uh, I, I, I buy almost everything at Community Thrift. The, mission. It, it says my velour pants. That's what that says. My velour pants. There's got to be a um, punchline on there somewhere. I, Your velour pants. I know I'm supposed to talk about jokes and stuff, but like, I, I just want them. Yeah, these, these, fun fact, these pants do have someone else's name written in the name tag. Oh my God. Brandy. No, Brandy uh, but uh, uh, but also out. like... Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get criticism for this, but, like, there, you know, there's so much, like, uh, and, like. Are you going to catcall her? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Are you going to assault her with I'm, her words? I'm, I know. They're I'm very pants. happy. I'm very they're happy that so many hot. people that are, that are in the uh, limelight or starlight or whatever you want to call it, um, that are getting called out on like their previous wrongs of like doing bad things to women. I like that they're getting persecuted for that. Uh, Is that what you prefaced because you're gonna assault her? <laughs> like what kind of like? No, I know. Not I'm not going to assault her, assault. but like um, like it, well, it just sucks because like you know like I'm super liberal, but there's still like Democrats and like liberals that have done bad things to like, women. Where, where are you going? And the crown of beauty is heavy. She's a pretty lady. I know she gets it. Like, well, she called out Al Franken and like that that guy like you know former SNL writer, former U.S senator he did bad things to women and he got called out on it but like he's actually getting called out on it and got 
rightfully like thrown out of office for it, but like I just I, I just like don't get me wrong, I'm like I'm super liberal. Uh, so like it doesn't matter if you're like liberal or conservative, like if you do bad things to people, you should rightfully get uh, thrown out of office, but it feels like... Uh, Wait, I'm confused. Conduct, c connect this to one of the jokes that Regina was telling. Like, she, where did this she, come from? She mentioned Al Franken. So I was talking about people get disappointed when woke people aren't perfect. Super like, when woke, they have like, yeah. some other dark shadows. I, yeah, the bring up something like Michael, Michael Moore eats marshmallows, extra, puts extra marshmallows in his Lucky Charms. You know, like if you want oh, something like, like sillier, something okay. well, put something silly in, okay, to make it yeah, like Franken's because of, yeah. yeah, but someone famous like that that is super outspoken about whatever, like put, do something serious, but off throw it with something silly so that okay. people know you're really joking, because otherwise you can get too heavy handed. With I you. mean, don't don't get me wrong, always vote blue, but okay. like also people that vote blue like also do bad things also. Okay. So like, hey, okay, we've got some like voting record here, but and and bad and good are just they aren't anything. Like I think that sometimes when they think people think that they're doing good, but then when we look at them, we're like, oh my god, that's so bad. Mm -hmm. But because there's, I mean, they have to be thinking that way. Could could I mean let's not get political, but could half our country be like? Let's I think they're get thinking. Political. I think that they're like, thinking. I think that when people make choices, they think they're making the best choice. <laughs> it just, I mean, and that's what we're making fun of, I guess, as comics, right? Like their context or our context or how we. You, I don't know. We're so off topic. We need to get back on Regina, okay? okay. <laughs> Great pants. I love the, the pants. pants. Are amazing. We love the velour pants. <laughs> Other comments? Yeah. Um, so I also like the age gap story. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you can add a little bit more by saying like, um, you know, when the guy approached me, I was thinking, yeah, I still got it. Oh, okay. And then like reaction. he like, okay. said that you could be his mom. <laughs> and that's when you realize you don't got it. I mean, I don't know if you self-deprecation is your style. Okay. But that, that's what I thought. Um, I mean, and like, I've got something. Yeah. Yeah. Not what I want. <laughs> and I'm, I'm new, to, I'm very new to comedy, mm -hmm. but... I want, I'm curious, like, you know, if you're using a term that's originally African-American, like, woke, hmm. um, like, how, like, I don't know if you're, if it's, like, okay, I'm not sure if it's okay to use mm -hmm. it, like, I'm also really new, so, mm -hmm. and maybe it's just you pushing boundaries, um, but I was also thinking that maybe there's a joke that you can make there, like, oh, I'm white, is it okay if I, like, use this the term woke but I don't know if it's mm -hmm. like something that most a lot of comedians do um, they call that hack 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 is when it's obvious and people do it all the time but it, it sometimes hack works so if you if you got it flown it I mean you are a white lady it doesn't hurt to mention it mm -hmm. I mean I we see it <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily well, help radio. you I mean, no. like I don't know if yeah. you think it helps you then use it if it doesn't we only get so many words on stage and you want to use them to the best of your time. Mm -hmm. You know, how many words do you get in five minutes? 
make them all count. Yeah. And if there's anything extra, take it out. And if, you know, they can see you're white, so you don't have to, unless you're being like, I'm so white. How white are you? That I thought 90210 was real. <laughs> you didn't shove kale up your ass today, did you? Yeah, I took a kale enema. Meow. My cat is a psychic. What? Oh, God. Um, okay. Any other comments for Virginia? Yay. Yay! Nice boots. Yay! She has a cute outfit on. Yay! He is talking about women's clothing, cat calling. Who knows? Your second to last communion of the night, everybody. Aaron Lewis! My man! My fucking man. I am so nervous about being up here now because I've just been talking shit to everybody all night. I mean, by shit, I mean like constructive shit. Like, like kind of like a shit sandcastle. Like, I took a dump and I took my log, even if it was just like a watery log, and like build it up into a constructive shit. Anyways, that was not what I meant to say today. Um, what did I meant to say today? Thank you for being here. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Uh, huge shout out to Pam. Uh, huge shout out to the four people in the audience. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um. All right. Um. So the air is pretty bad right now. Somebody earlier today, they were like, "Hey." You should really put a mask on. So I put out my cigarette. Um, I undrank the thousands of beers I've drank before. I undrank the thousands of shots of whiskey that I've had. I cracked my spine open, drained out all the LSD. I uh, fucking drilled another hole in my nose. Like, I got way more than two. Like, I have three because of all the cocaine. But I drilled another one and drained out all the cocaine. Um, and I said, hey, I'm going to die anyway. Go fuck yourself. And I lit up another cigarette, and I put all that shit back in my body, and I got super high as fuck. Like, fucking hell yeah. Let's party. (laughs) We're all, you know, Drake said you only live once? Wait, is that YOLO? Yeah, I I do YODO. You only die once. (laughs) It's not that bad. Like, you can only die once. It's not that bad. Oh, God. I feel like I should be doing way better on the microphone since I just talked shit to everybody that was on the microphone tonight. But I was waiting patiently. Anyways, uh, it's Monday. Do you guys like wrestling? (laughs) It's Monday night. Monday Night Raw? You guys don't watch wrestling? I thought you guys were comedians. You guys do not watch wrestling? That's very my man over there. Very uh, my man. Woo! Rick fucking Flair. Woo! I didn't like, oh God. 
I have material, but I don't. I feel like I don't even need to use it if I'm just like I could just say a Ric Flair promo. Oh, okay. Oh shit. Okay. Anyways, uh, some people, you know, wrestling's fake, but the emotions are real. The emotions are very, very, very real. Just talk to Chris Benoit. Just talk to his wife. And his kid. No, that's bad. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, wrestling is like my religion. Uh, I watch it every Monday. I pray for the Undertaker to come back. But, uh... Are you not entertained? I don't know. I'm done. All right. Yeah, I got that. Aaron Lewis just came up with an amazing premise. You can talk about religion versus WWE. So you've got... I'm not going to lie, Pam. You, I, I came here last week, and then I used one of your suggestions at another open mic, and it fucking killed. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, so here's another one. You were just talking about Crispin Wong. Who the fuck is that guy? But I have a joke where I go, I go, knock, knock. You want to find out? But no, I go, knock, knock, and everyone goes, who's there? And I say, Jesus, and they say, Jesus who? And I'm like... Crispin Wong? I, no, and I say, that guy, like, what is that? Did he exist or what? But you can do the same thing. You can go, knock, knock, who's there? Crispin Wong. And they go, Crispin Wong who? And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Or whatever, like, weird, dumb wrestler shit you do. You know what I mean? Like, that. you have a great joke. But you can do the same thing of, like, you can actually look for things you... So we, you understand WWE. Is that what they call it now? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay, so you understand that, but then figure out something where someone else understands something. So you can be like, oh, you like the British baking show? Like, and then you... And then you sure John Gap says that a lot, you know? He's got like a whole bit. He talks about that, British so. baking show? I just yeah. watch British baking show, so I didn't even know he did that. I just actually... Are you obsessed with the British baking show too? I'm fucking obsessed. I actually made, with children yesterday, I made the Neapolitan... I made some sweet... I've been making crazy bread dough. Anyways, I love I love baking. Let's bake together. I could put weed in it too. Here, back to your set. Back to your set. You can, because you understand something that we don't understand, that you also know how to act out and make silly, like you just figure out what the audience connects to and then Can I ask that. you a pa- uh, question, Pam? Yeah. Did you like my bit? I did. I think I think you're very entertaining. I like watching you on stage. Like you're talking through stuff. I don't think that you have like bits yet. You have ideas that you're working through and you have premises and you have really good premises and you're talking around them and you're figuring them out and you're brave enough to fucking get on stage with the microphone and you're good with the microphones so that you're not like nervous like where other people are like, oh, I'm trying to memorize my stuff and I'm reading it off my phone and I'm trying and I spend all day, all night writing it. You're the kind of guy who like gets at a bar and everybody loves you because you can fucking talk. So it's about taking that bar star <laughs> you're a bar star so you take your bar star ability and you throw a couple punchlines in it's not too hard you have the opposite problem of everybody else they have to make themselves likable you have to write five punchlines like you're you're i don't mean to be mean when i say that but just no it's not it's not mean at all i i appreciate that if anything like whenever i write a punchline people are like that's not funny at all but then i just like 
have a Jameson and then but you're, you're like oh, you're wow, able funny, you're able to talk all the time and not worry about when people judge you because you're not crafting your material but when you you're afraid to actually craft something because you're so brilliant off the top of your head that you're afraid that if you actually write something down it won't be good enough and then people won't think that you're as smart as you know you are I think I just did a little therapy for you sure I mean I, <laughs> I feel a little offended because I write a lot of stuff down do you do you I'm sorry then you just don't no no, no, no well do you no, memorize no, no, it so no, hard no, no, that it no, just comes good, out of good. you no I write a lot of stuff down don't get me wrong uh, no I I love this place like I love the feedback okay yeah. well I didn't I don't mean to hurt your feelings if I did I'm sorry other people and then I have jokes too uh, I, say, well, man. I, I think uh, um, I pray that Undertaker comes back. That was a perfect premise. I feel like I feel like wrestling's the only thing I pray for. You know how I pray? You just keep talking about wrestling. So I feel like I've never really heard too many people talk about wrestling. And you could just, you can make that into a whole thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I laughed a lot because I, I, knew, I knew exactly who Chris Benoit was, but like, I, it does not surprise me. Not too many people you. know who yeah. Chris Benoit is. Yeah. Exactly. Wong? Wall? Is it? Chris Benoit. He's Canadian. W A? Violent way. B E N O I T. Benoit. Benoit. Oh my God. There's a joke right there. The Benoit balls. But those are B E N W A. balls. The Chinese yeah. balls that you put in your pussy. His balls are the... tiny because he used so many steroids. But like. Well, ben, Benoit balls are these balls that make jingling noises and people move them around in their hands when they're nervous or they stick them in their pussy and they hold them to deal with their kegel muscles. Um, does they're ben does anybody ben else balls. have criticism? <laughs> I would like more criticism. Uh, I have a suggestion idea. So I had no idea who Ric Flair is. I don't watch. Oh, uh, oh my god! And I'm also. <laughs> oh my god! I'm also a Do you want to have an hour-long conversation outside? Long like, let's stay, let's stay on, let's sorry, stay on sorry, topic. sorry, sorry. So, and I'm also a bit younger. So I'm assuming when you go on open mics, not a lot of people will know Rick, who Ric Flair is. But I do know this song called Ric Flair Drip. Ric Flair Drip. Woo! And I like rap to it sometimes, not even having a clue who Ric Flair is. But now I know, so thank you. But so my point is, you can make a joke about this. Like, you know that like you're old when like all these basic millennial bitches are like rapping about rapping Ric Flair dip, drip without having a clue who this guy is or something. I don't know. I would totally take your constructive criticism if you knew who Ric Flair was. But like, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm to- I'm I'm joking. No, you're yeah, yeah you like you're great. No, you're you're right. You're right. You're yeah. totally right. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm done. Right? Oh. Yay! Yeah, okay. Yay! Okay, so um, the last comic on the list looks like me, and I'll be super fast. And here we go. I'm just gonna run around, and you're gonna clap. You're just gonna no. I, there's a show after us. There's clap, everybody, clap. Yay! Yay clap for me! Yay! It's been a lot of fun tonight. I've enjoyed it very much. I do have a new joke that I've been working on uh, because. Technology really bothers me, and I'm not good at adapting to technology because I don't feel like it adapts to me. Now, I really, as a child, I loved my Easy Bake Oven. 
Did anybody else bake as a child? I also love the great British, British baking show. I bake all the time. Man, kneading that bread dough is difficult, and it does. It takes some good upper body strength, and I enjoy it, but I feel like I walk around San Francisco so much, and I'm wondering why we can't, like, multitask. Now we have some technology called Fitbit, where it doesn't really do anything, right? It, like, tracks your steps. Now, what I'm hoping for is, like, if Fitbit and Easy Bake Oven can get together, and it can be, like, my box oven, and we can actually put it, like, and so what I'm saying is, when I'm walking, like I'm kneading the bread dough, right? Like there's a, so it's in my box and it's like Fitbit and Easy Bake Oven are together and we're here and I'm kneading the dough, right? And then like my steps, my, we're using my own yeast so it's like super organic and natural and uh, and then I'm walking and all of that energy gets saved up and it bakes, it bakes the dough and when I'm on the 27 bus on the way here, I can just Ding! Like pop out a like a bread. Who do, what 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 twenty seven bus driver doesn't want like a fresh baked roll to thank him? You know I say thank you driver, but what I could do is give him like straight out of the oven like bread roll. And if I don't walk so much, you know, and I don't want to I don't want to activate the gluten, I can just pop out a croissant. I can just like do a, a rough puff, you know what I'm talking about? British Baking Show! <laughs> just don't activate the gluten. Don't get the window pane in there, baby. I really love baking. <laughs> I do. And I love, I just want to use my body in the way God intended, you know, not to like birth babies, to like, but to, but to birth bread rolls on the bus for my friends. Like, <laughs> that's what for you. I can feel like the Oprah on the bus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you get a roll, and you get a roll. Everyone eats today. I've solved San Francisco's questionably out food problem. That that with my, I want to pump my breast milk to make TH cheese because I have so much weed in my boob that I don't want to like pump and dump. I want to pump and make cheese to save the vegans. That's very my man. My man. Mm. 22% fat in breast milk. Mm. I could also enrich the dough. I mean, I could also just feed it right into the into the box down there and it could just, I could actually, that'd be fun. Like I could pull the buns out and like wipe a little breast milk on them and stick them back in so they'd get a little lamination on the top. They'd get that nice like color like that. All right, that golden, you know what I'm talking about. You know how to bake. Hell yeah. You got to put a little something on there. You got a little egg wash. You can put a little heavy cream. You can put a little, 22% milk is coming out of my boob. Okay, thank you for laughing at my box joke. Yay, me. Is the box joke funny? You, have you, has anyone ever heard that before? Anything like that? No? Okay, good. Phew. People say, oh, so you've got a bun in the oven. Oh, a bun in the oven! Yeah, yeah. Holy this fuck! Is like, this it's is like a the, bun in the oven. Yeah, this is like <gasps> the solution to overpopulation. A bun in a the oven. A bun in the oven. Oh my god. This is the solution to overpopulation. That's so great. And I'm going to I'm going to Little Rock, Arkansas, and it's perfect for them because they all have a bun in the oven. And I just want to have a bun in I don't wanna I wanna have a bun in the oven so I can lactate, so I can like put the cream on the top of the <laughs> this coffee, like, right? Who doesn't? Does it's, does that a thing? Does it, no one? Breast milk lattes, consent-based milk, everyone. I Cons totally want some titty milk. Consent-based milk. I'm into it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love your baking jokes. I was thinking instead of, sorry. Uh, instead of bread rolls, um, maybe sourdough would be a good one because your yeast is probably a little sour. And um, you know you could make a joke about clotted cream as well because if you have clotting, you know you have clotted cream. I have a high class British pussy, so I ejaculate or squirt clot clotted cream or something. My Chelsea buns, they're all connected, dude. I'm so into, I'm so I'm so glad you love British Baking Show too because I I love it. Here's the thing about British Baking Show that makes me so crazy is that it's exactly the opposite of anything in America because it's a reality TV show when everyone's nice to each other. What the fuck? And we were taught in America that British people have no food culture and that everything they make is awful. And I'm like, they made up recipes in the 1600s for like these foods. What the fuck? We are so wrong it's just it's funny to me they are just it is so they're so nice it is so un-american it's like let's all eat together and not f to make fun of people being fat and let's all be <laughs> there's no and there's no corn syrup they use all real butter it is so un-american it is like <laughs> everything we've been taught is wrong all right this has been <laughs> Does, um, I'm going to run back there, so does anyone have any upcoming shows? Because take the mic and say your upcoming shows or where they can find you if you have any Twitter feeds or twatting feeds or come up, just come up and tell people. Um, thanks again, everyone. It's been a really super fun and educational show. I've learned a lot about baking, among other things. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be the featured performing artist at the Oh My Goddess open mic on Tuesday, the 27th. Uh, if you just look up Oh My Goddess on Facebook, it's at Little Boxes, um, Little Box Theater, somewhere around the corner. So, yeah. Yay! Go see that. Other shows other people have. Run up, tell people, other open mics you like or anything that you want to promote, anything. I don't have anything to promote, um, but I'm a wrestler. Um, <laughs> so you all suck compared to me. Um, you're not as good as me on the microphone or in the ring. And definitely not in the bedroom. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pam, do you have any? Is I really want to be on. Some call me Tim. Do you have any open spots? I am. I will be booking. Some call me Tim. I have to check and see if I have uh, December booked yet, but I don't think I do. So December, January, I'll be booking. Some call me. Tim. I really want a spot. Yeah, we can. I have a lot to talk, talk about. I would love to talk. I know you believe in wrestling, and all we do on Some Call Me Tim is talk about what people believe in. If and you, it be God I want to take on Sparkle Jesus. Yeah, I've been he's listening in here. to it. Yeah, you in here. I'll take him on. I have no. Are you fears. gonna take him on? Are you gonna look Sparkle Jesus in the eye and to say, be the man? You gotta you beat the man. Man, okay. Who uh, are you, Sparkle woo! Jesus? You tell me. Wait, so does anybody else want to talk about anything? <laughs> My man, what do you want to talk about? Coming on. It's, ah, hey, Mike Evans Jr. Hey everybody, I'm doing a show. I'm uh, I'm hosting my friend's album release party at the Elbow Room, December. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, December 23rd. His name is Cypher. He's a rapper, also my roommate. Uh, I will be doing comedy with a DJ, so I'll be doing sound effects jokes. If y'all want to see that, Woo! it's very entertaining. Very. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Do we, get, do we get a sample? Sample? Oh, I don't have. Okay. It's like DJ can you, sound but effects. But you can't, you can't wiggity whack with your mouth face? Nah. <laughs> not yet. I can't. Oh, wicka, wicka, wicka. <laughs> that was me, not him. That, that would be. That would be good. Unless my boss shows up, right? Oh, wicka, wicka, wicka. <laughs> Thank you guys all for being here tonight. This has been Joke Workshop. It's been a lot of fun. Is this one on? Sure. Um, <laughs> is anybody going to Edinburgh right now? I'm, I'm Sign up goes at 8.30. I'm going to Delirium. I'm on the show there, so I'm going to run. Oh, man. Pam, you're too cool. No, I'm not at all. I'm just running over there. All right, well. Oh, here's Let's a, all go practice our art somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you guys, at 10 o'clock, there's a new show called Free Phone Sex. Give us a call at 415-550-0511 if you want free phone sex between 10 and midnight. It really is free phone sex, and it's a lot of fun. This has been... It's a crazy new show here, and I fucking love it. We really do phone sex, and it's all like crazy gay guys that call in. I got to be a bear one week, like... Arr, arr. And then another one, I was like a voyeur that was like leaping outside the um, F train, and they were giving each other a blowjob and I was like, I want to see what's going on. It's been really fun. I was a mom. I knocked on the door. It's really fun. It's free phone sex. <laughs> you play every Monday from 10 to midnight. Call in. You know you get free phone sex, but it's also going to be on the radio. Uh, this has been Joke Workshop. Thanks for being here. Bye. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m's at the mutant radius <laughs> are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to Tim'sTesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. radio.fm it's a great place to listen to crazy things
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Welcome to the AltaCast. My CD isn't playing. We're having technical difficulties here already. Hey, it's uh, Wednesday. It's that time. Time when... Why won't it play? What's going on? Uh, crazy. It's spinning. It's crazy. Letting you guys behind the curtain here of the AltaCast. Japanese dolphins. Uh, that is Kope, always behind us, the Japanese Bjork. So, if anyone was listening last week, we were just all over the map. Uh, Steve Poggi, literally all over the map, and uh, talking about situations. And anyways, hey, the good news is I got my phone back. <laughs> you guys heard about all that uh last night went out to karaoke again you know i gotta stop doing the dance break they say that an addiction is when a behavior that you're doing gets in the way of you living the rest of your life and i might be addicted to karaoke it might be a problem and i don't know if it's that i'm addicted to the karaoke or the dance break you see, I should not dance anymore. I am too old. And every time I get on stage and I start doing the dance break, I hurt myself. That I, uh, my tushy hurts from my Mexico karaoke fiasco. And uh, I hurt myself again last night singing The Reflex by Duran Duran. Sadly, my regular karaoke guy wasn't there. And so no live band backing there. But uh, whoever took his place did a fine job. And so did I. And again, uh, a lot of comedy last night, a lot of fun. Hit Taupe, Grant and Green, OMG first, and then, and then I did karaoke. It's a problem. <laughs> or a solution, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's not, alcohol isn't the problem. I'm telling you, karaoke is the problem. Well, everybody, what is the problem with you and with us, what I mean by that is the U.S. What is going on? I, I didn't pay attention at all this week because uh, I can't. I just can't even, you know. I But I did um, pay my taxes. So that was great. It wasn't as scary and difficult as I thought the tax 
hawk make very easy and uh, I mean it was it wasn't as scary I'm I'm happy that I could give the government money so that I can keep being on food stamps thank you so much uh, let's look at this Trump approval rating it's uh, Trump's approval rating is back near first hundred day levels. What did he do? He the porn star thing came out and now he has a better trouble for Trump. President's approval rating only thirty nine percent in new poll. Is that what was? I mean, what was Obama's? I should look that up uh, because just to compare, because that would make him crazy, wouldn't it? Uh, let's see. Yeah, so he was about 50%. Uh, five things, this is funny, five things to keep in mind whenever Trump tweets about polling. All right. God, I hate that guy. The picture comes up and I just, I just, I'm so disappointed that this is our reality. Like, it's so hard for me to accept. I just want to hide in Netflix or something I you know what's been making me cry this week are those new chef's tables oh my god pastry chefs what passion for the third time in two weeks President Trump on Sunday touted poll numbers that showed half the country approving of the job he's doing as president oh you mean you you, you polarized us that's funny just hit 50% in the Rummerson poll much higher than President Obama at the same point Trump wrote with his characteristically idiosyncratic capitalization with all the phony stories and fake news it's hard to believe thank you America we are doing great things that tweet provides a great opportunity to review some of the ways in which Trump uses poll numbers to present a rosier case for his presidency than is warranted so let's do so. One, Ramosin reports polls are consistently friendlier to Trump and were more unfavorable to Obama than most polls. The pollster uses an unusual pool for its polls, taking only talking only to likely voters, a nebulous descriptor for a subset of the population that doesn't try to approximate the views of all Americans. Often, like voter pools, like oh, often likely voter pools lean more heavily Republican because well Republicans are often more likely to vote even in this year when Democrats consistently say they're more motivated to vote the end result is that Democrats are about as likely to vote as Republicans Ramosin calls only landline phones supplementing that pool with an online survey it's an unorthodox methodology that has produced mixed results but those results have a consistent pattern from the day of each president's inauguration through April 14th of his second year in office Ramosin released hundreds of poll results assessing Obama and Trump's national approval in 93.7% of the polls taken from January 20th, 2009 to April 14th, 2010, Ramosin's Obama approval rating was lower than the real clear politics average of polls on the same day. On average, the Ramosin polls were 3.9 points lower than the real clear politics number. 
in 99% of the polls taken from January 20th, 2017 to April 14th, 2018, Ramosin's Trump approval number was higher than the RPC average of polls by an average of 4.9 points. This is what it looked like earlier this month. And there's, um, he's, he's a lot, it's actually a lot lower. Like if you look at Obama 20, 2009 and Trump 2009, Obama at one point was up to like 65%, uh, which is crazy. And the highest Trump has been was at the beginning and it was at 46%, about. But there's a big scale in between where you can see what which the polls and stuff were. So. In early 2010, 538 editor Nate Silver attributed Romusen's Republican lean to House Effect. How it conducted its polls led to a Republican advantage. If you're running a news organization and you tend to cite Romusen's polls disproportionately, he wrote, it probably means that you are biased. It does not necessarily mean that Romusen is biased. After the November 2010 election, he changed his position. Ramosin was, in fact, biased, but his point about citing Ramosin's stance, and we'll come back to it. Two, most polls have consistently had Trump favorably rating well under 50%. So if Ramosin's 50% figure is high, what's correct? Correct in polling is hard to say with certainty. Polls have acknowledged built-in errors that mean their, mean their findings are always within a range. That's why most of those who are tracking polls look at poll averages, like RPCs. Averages tend to diminish the effects of those margins over error. Here then is how RPCs averages for Trump and Obama compared through mid-April of the second year in office. Well, the lowest it ever was here for Obama was still higher than Trump. <laughs> I love it. This little squiggly red line down here. We don't like you. California has a lot of people in it and we don't like, I don't want to speak for everyone in California. I can only speak for myself, but I mean, it, just seeing his name makes me want to cry for the loss of democracy. I mean, I, it's, I guess it's not a loss of democracy. People voted and they just, I need to move to Mexico is basically what it means. It's Americans are dumb. And they, what did you think? The, the guy who duped people out of their money with his fake university was going to be great for you? He was going to, what, give you a job in manufacturing? Where? In Indonesia? Obama's average has always been higher, although the gap between the two has narrowed. More on that in a second, too. Trump is cherry-picking when he only looks at Ramosin poll. If we cherry-pick a poll that's closer to our hearts, a new poll from the Washington Post and our partners at ABC News, Trump's approval rating is 40%. In mid-April 2010, Obama was at 54% in our poll. Trump's poll numbers are unusually low. It's important to reiterate, too, that these are not just two regular old polling averages for two presidents, one of which is better than the other. Pollsters keep determining that Trump's unpopularity is historically low. His approval has improved recently, but it's still very bad by historic standards. So even if Trump were to correctly tout an uptick in poll that wasn't an outlier like Ramosin, it's simply climbing up a bit further from the bottom of the barrel. Four, Trump's poll numbers are unusually static, but Trump's approval ratings haven't really moved that much at all. We can express this visually. That doesn't help us. Oh, here we go. So, um, 
they go Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson. They go back and forth. Nixon, oof, he had some low <laughs> ratings. But Trump is down there. Wow. The range of approval ratings for Trump is much more narrow than it was for prior presidents. Only Obama had a range that was nearly as small. Why? Because the past seven years of Obama's presidency set a pattern that Trump continues. His party loved him, the other party hated him, and independents moved around. Republicans were open to Obama for the first year of his presidency before they calcified into opposition. The Democrats never gave Trump that grace period. Independents made up much of the movement in Obama's polls, and independents viewed Trump more negatively than they did Obama. That pattern emerged in Obama's second year, which is why it looks like those two lines have converged. By April 2010, Obama was in the upper 40s. He'd eventually settle in the mid-40s for much of his time in office. For about half time in office, Trump has been in the 30s. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the 30s. Uh, Trump's poll numbers are low and stay low. And it's not clear what, if anything, might break that pattern. Movement in the polls, then, is largely minor or insignificant. Five. Polls don't keep rising to the same percentage over and over. As we said, Trump has tweeted three times about polls this month. All three polls from Ramosin. There, these are the three polls. Notice anything? Donald, I'm going to read his tweets. Thank you to Ramosin for the honest polling. Just hit 50%, which is higher than cheating Obama at the same time in his administration. And cheating with a it, no, no G. What a terrible person he is. Still rising. Ramusin poll shows Donald Trump approval ratings now at 51%. Breitbart, big government. And here's his other one. Just hit 50% in the Ramusin poll, which is much higher than President Obama at the same point. With all the phony stories and fake news, it's hard to believe. Thank you, America. We are doing great things. He just hit 50% on April 3rd, was still rising to 51% on the 4th, and just hit 50% again on the 14th. What's implied there is that at some point, the polls had gone back down. After all, if you just hit 50%, went up to 51%, and then hit 50% again, the second time hitting 50% seems like it's headed in the other direction. But this, too, is just Trump cherry-picking. That 51%, for example, wasn't the day after Trump had hit 50%. He was at 50% on April 1st, 49% on April 2nd, 51% on April 3rd, and 47% on the 4th and 5th. Ramosin is like other is like other pollsters in that it has margins of error. And, as such, even similar poll numbers will naturally bounce around a bit. One of the Ramosin polls this month, Trump has been at or above 50% three times, and each time he tweeted about it. No other polls, even from Ramosin, made the cut. And that he has just hit 50% twice makes that clear. Now please remember, this article is not meant to be a response to Trump's Sunday tweet. Instead, we're confident that it can stand the test of time, holding important lessons whenever Trump tweets about his poll numbers. Because the common pattern in such tweets matches that of Sunday's, seizing on an outlier and presenting it as fact. He creates his own fake news! Uh-uh. Creates his own fake news! It just makes me want to cry about what's happening because 
I, I just I feel like Roman Reimer right now on uh, the Weekly Review. He does this sighing thing when he gets sad about what's happening in the world. Uh, in 15 minutes, we're going to have LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, coming in. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm... I don't want to talk anymore about polls. I just it makes me too depressed. We don't we don't like you. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, so when you it's this is a lot of fun. I play a game with um, Google, and um, you just put in a word, and then see like what will come after it. So if I put in Trump. Uh, and then these are the things that come out. Trump approval rating, Trump current approval rating, Trump Twitter, Trump daily approval rating, Trump news. So he's really talking about his approval right now. It sounds like he's, um, Trump, seeks, Trump seeks arbitration in Stormy Daniels' case. Trump wants the death penalty for drug traffickers. Trump reacts to Stormy. Trump cameos movies. Okay, so that's all I put in, and it's like, it's just sad. Let's see if we put in the word S. Uh, I wanted it to say sucks, but it came out with Trump supporters. Are there still are people? Um, this is crazy stuff. This is out of the U the UK, which is uh, good stuff. This is Trump supporters, or this is Detroit Free Press. This is cool. Trump supporters stand by him no matter what. Uh, and there's... It looks like... Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy, neighbor thy neighbor's wife. Fake news! <laughs> That's funny. Um... It, this guy, it, this is his, uh, it's just a cartoon guy. That doesn't help for the radio now, does it? I was hoping that it would be. Um, here we go. Who are the 49%? Who are the 49% of people that like him? I mean, seriously, right? I, Uh, I sorry guys. I'm. I need. I need Latoya. I can't do it without her. It's too difficult. I should play some music or something. But because uh, it just gets too depressing, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about him anymore. We should talk about something else. And that's the problem is that because I don't pay attention to the news at all. That's what I rely on Latoya for. Every morning she gets her her breaking news, and uh, I think that. Trust BBC, don't you guys? Uh, Kim Jong Un is a funny-looking guy. He does not have a good haircut. I don't know what he's doing with his life. Wow, autistic boy's Lego Titanic on U.S. display. That's cool. He made a Lego Titanic. That's that's some good news. Although we like to call them, we like to say they're on the spectrum, but that's cool. Uh, a 26-foot-long, 8-meter Lego cube model of the Titanic built by an autistic boy from Iceland has been unveiled at the Tennessee Museum. 
they, it's, they, they like to call it being on the spectrum, but Binger Carl Brigginson, 15, used actual blueprints of, blueprints of the doomed ship to decide how many Lego bricks it would require. The massive model ship took him over 700 hours and more than 65,000 Lego bricks to assemble. Mr. Brigison says the model, which has traveled across Europe, helped him with his condition. It took me over 11 months to build the model, and 120 tubes of crazy glue were used in the process, the teenager told the museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, where his model is being exhibited. The whole journey has helped me out of my autistic fog, said Mr. Brigginson, who built the ship when he was 10 years old. I've trained myself to be as normal as possible, whatever normal means. After hearing about Mr. Brigginson's project, Lego subsidized him with a discount on some of his brick, some of the bricks needed. He also raised money necessary to purchase the bricks through donations from his family and friends. Oh, even as lights, lights and Lego figurines for this replica. It's crazy. With the help of his grandfather, Mr. Brigginson created a plan using the Titanic's original blueprints to determine the scale. I just had to build that amazing ship, and there was no doubt in my mind that I couldn't do it, Mr. Brigginson said in a TED talk he gave in September 2016. As the bricks went up and it began to rise, it became an obsession, he said. The teenager has spent the last five years touring with the replica in Norway, Sweden, and Germany, and has given press interviews along the way. He told the museum he was painfully shy and rarely spoke when his project began. I was totally unable to communicate when I started the project. Now I'm standing on stage and giving interviews. The toy ship has now arrived in Pigeon Forge, where it will be displayed at the Titanic Museum until 2020. Titanic Museum co-owner Mary Kellogg told the Knoxville News Sentinel newspaper that she first learned of the replica when she received a letter from the boy's mother. There was no place to keep it, Ms. Kellogg said as she recalled the reading. It was going to be destroyed unless they found it a home. The museum says the replica is the world's largest Lego model of the ship that sank the morning of April 15, 1912. Approximately 1,517 people died after that Titanic hit an iceberg in the Atlantic Ocean and sank on its maiden voyage from Great Britain to New York. Well, that's a happy story. I mean, not the thing about the Titanic, but spoiler alert. Uh, I haven't actually seen the movie Titanic. Not a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Uh, but it's one of the things I've never seen because everyone's seen it and I just want to be different. So I'm never going to watch the Titanic movie. I'm the only person. I'm one of the only people. Because, fuck that movie. Oh, this is, this is a bummer. Canadian Melina Roberge jailed over cruise ship drug scheme. That sound, wow. Uh, Melina Roberge with Isabelle Lagasse, who was jailed last year. They're really pretty girls. This kind of looks like, um, it sounds like, uh, what's that show? Orange is the New Black. A Canadian woman who helped smuggle cocaine into Australia on a cruise ship has been jailed for eight years? <gasps> oh my God. Melina Roberge, 24 was one of three Canadians who pleaded guilty to the import of 210 pounds of drugs on the MSC process. Ooh, 95 kilograms, 210 pounds of drugs. Wow. Roberge had agreed to pose as a tourist on the trip in exchange for money, a court heard. 
A judge said she was also motivated by the chance to post glamorous travel photos on social media. Australian police discovered a 21 million, oof, uh, 21 million of cocaine in cabins on the ship in August 2016 after it docked in Sydney following a trip around the world. Robert's cabin mate, 29-year-old Isabelle Lagasse, was jailed in November for seven and a half years. André Tiamen, 64, is still to face sentencing over his role in the operation. Authorities have described the drug seizure as the largest Australia has ever, uh, has ever had on a commercial boat or plane. Wow, they show the coke. It's a lot of coke. Wow. Seduced by lifestyle. On Wednesday, New South Wales District Court Judge Kate Trail said she accepted that Robert was genuinely remorseful and had a good chance of rehabilitation. But the judge criticized Robert's vacuous decision-making, saying she had been influenced by seeking validation online. She was seduced by lifestyle and the opportunity to post glamorous Instagram photos from around the world, Judge Trail said. She wanted to be the envy of others. I doubt she is now. Uh, the judge said the case highlighted the negative influences that social media could have on young people. Raberge has pleaded guilty to importing a commercial quantity of cocaine. Oh, she's 24. That means that, like, she's going to be out when she's 32. She's going to spend... Man, spending her 20s in jail. Oh, man. I, I just, I'm sad for her. But don't take that much cocaine, man. Uh, or any, at this point, I don't do. I had a, did a joke last night with somebody. I, um, I don't do any drugs with letters or numbers anymore. Just, and, you know, weed. I'm just, uh, I'm all into the flower power, baby. And, uh. You know, occasional psilocybin mushrooms, but no more of that, like, X, 2, K, Y, Z. When it has letters and numbers together in it, you know, bad news. So, uh, here is a little analysis. The runaway president, Trump, is the lawyer-in-chief. Ugh, what does that mean? Uh, this is from CNN. The, in the Byzantine world of President Donald Trump's legal soap opera is now a daily spectacle that even the National Enquirer might catch and kill, if only it could. Oh, oh, stop, no. That's crazy. They make you listen to commercials. There's no way to get around it. Fuck you, CNN. Uh, apparently everyone is in on the action except Judge Judy, a fired FBI director who calls the president unfit to serve, a New York courtroom drama that features Trump's favorite consigliere, consigliere Michael Cohen, stories of pay payments to playmates and porn stars on behalf of the boss, a race car driving media savvy attorney out to run over Cohen and mystery clients, including Fox star Sean Hannity. Everyone's after him. Uh, oh, and there's a special counsel investigating the president on Russian collusion and potential obstruction of justice. It's a complex set of litigation that naturally requires a diverse, high-powered, and specialized team of attorneys, just like the ones employed by special counsel Robert Mueller. Only Team Trump, like campaign Trump, 
is run by a singular leader, the president himself. And as the adage goes, a lawyer who represents himself has a fool for a client. And the president isn't even a lawyer. But Trump doesn't believe that. <laughs> One source familiar with the situation says that Trump believes that all this will eventually collapse on itself since he's innocent personally of any wrongdoing on Russia, as we have all heard. So he's running his own case. In fact, he's the runaway president. Multiple sources have, who have spoken with Trump or tried to advise him say there is no advice anyone can give that he will take to heart at this point. Oh, he's an insane person. Not one person among lawyers or friends has the mandate to do it. Early on in this saga, Trump's attorneys, John Dowd, who quit, White House Special Counsel Ty Cobb, still there, and Jay Sudokru, now in charge, urged restraint by arguing that the case would be over soon enough and he'd be in the clear, maybe by Thanksgiving or Christmas or early in the new year. Oops. So now it's not over. And with stormy-like clouds brewing, it's worse. The president feels misled and, says one source, he's not interested in having anyone else in charge anymore. And Trump is fixated on the information the Fed seized from Cohen in a raid last week, according to another source close to the president, who described Trump to CNN senior White House correspondent Pamela Brown as apoplectic over the ordeal. To make matters worse, there is no Trump whisperer to calm him down. There's just a runaway Trump. His attorneys need help and they know it. They've been feeling out potential lawyers and could announce an addition or too soon, according to a source familiar. But as another source adds, no one has the mandate to do anything. The lawyers can try to execute a plan, one source says, but nothing matters until the president goes for it. There needs to be someone who can talk to the president. Multiple sources say there is no ultimate Trump whisperer. There are different whisperers at different times, and none seem to have staying power, save maybe for the family. Chief of Staff John Kelly seems to be receding by many accounts. Hope Hicks is gone. He listens to old friends and ex-advisors, but three sources say this much is clear. He is calling the shots, not just the political shots, but the legal shots. He tweets when he wants to, and he will probably fire when he wants to, despite advice to the contrary. See Deputy Attorney Rod Reinstein. And he Rosenstein, and he just doesn't want to hear anything, says an ally. The legal team, while continuing to speak with the special counsel about the president's potential testimony, which now seems highly unlikely, is a demoralized bunch, although they would never admit it out of loyalty. And why shouldn't they be? They're trying to corral a wild horse, as one source close to the president describes him, into a singular direction. But this wild horse can't be dragged in any way. That's scary, and that's coming from CNN. And they're not traditionally left-leaning. So, like, what the fuck? He won't listen to anybody. He won't listen to anybody. It's just, it's. I guess it sort of embodies the American ideal of, like, oh fuck you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in my truck and I'm gonna get my guns and I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna do the fuck I want because that's me, I'm American. You know, the very like Ricky Bobby. I'm gonna name my kids. I'm gonna name my kids Walker and Texas Ranger. 
uh, I, I guess this is attractive to some people that he, he don't take nobody's crap. He does. He does. He do what he gonna do. And maybe that's attractive to some people, but boy, I'm more of like um, you know. Well, I make terrible decisions, but you listen to people, and then you make your decision. And if enough people are saying, "Boy, this really, you really gotta do that," you probably should listen to them. You know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. It's it's all very sad. Uh. Let's hit the other side of the world, um, the left-leaning news, shall we? Uh, that's the kind of stuff I like with, uh, there we go. Uh, oh, God, there's another picture of him, and it's just, I just can't. I can't, his, I mean, the worst thing is that he, he is so about physical appearance on everybody else you know like his beautiful wife who's not good enough because he wants to fuck porn stars because you'll never be good enough even though you're like a supermodel from another country that speaks four languages you know you can't listen to you you have the baby you're still not pretty enough i'm gonna fuck porn stars it's very sad it calls people fat has called rosie o'donnell has called people you know ariana huffington saying terrible things just says terrible things about people and especially gets on people's looks and he is the ugliest motherfucker he is fat he is orange and he has fake hair you can tell on his face that he's getting spray tan because you can see his eyes are like his actual color of white and the rest of him is just he is an ugly man with a tiny tiny penis i'm sure i really wish that stormy daniels would have come out and said like what what that that's you know is that the non-disclosure is that what the hundred and thirty thousand dollars was for was not to talk about his fucking tiny dick because his ego is so big obviously you're trying to compensate for something fucking oh didn't show anybody taxes i had to pay taxes this year you fuckbag did you pay any taxes president i don't i you know i have to go off at least once uh god he's just you know and i never thought that i would say i missed george bush george w i mean although he might have been complicit in the 9-11 you know thing at least uh, i don't know is 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 he was refreshingly honest even though he was you know dumb i guess but what i don't know if he was honest he just looked that way i have no idea anything uh so stormy daniels still crazy things happening uh trump calls stormy daniels threat a total con job a non-existent man trump said of the person described by the porn star in a sketch released earlier president donald trump this is i find this very very funny uh president donald trump on wednesday called stormy daniels claim that a man threatened her in order to silence her about an affair with trump was a total con job referring to a police sketch of the man released a day earlier trump retweeted a conspiracy theory that suggests the image actually depicts daniel's husband a sketch years later about a non-existent man a total con job playing the fake news media for fools but they know it 
Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, has said that in 2011, a man approached her and her young daughter in the parking lot and told her to forget about this story. Leave Mr. Trump alone. Oh, it's a beautiful little girl. It would be a shame if any if something happens to her mom, Daniel said the man told her. Wednesday's tweet was the president's second direct response to allegations that he had a sexual relationship with the adult film star. Earlier this month, he said he was unaware that his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, in 2016 paid Daniels $130,000. Cohen told reporters that he paid Daniels with his own money and the Trump campaign was not involved. The FBI last week raided Cohen's office and reportedly seized documents related to the payment. Daniels told 60 Minutes in March that because of the threat, she signed a non-disclosure agreement in 2016, preventing her from discussing the affair. She's currently suing Trump over the validity of that agreement. She's also suing Cohen for defamation. Why is he responding to things? I, I think that that's insane, that he's responding that's it, it seems like a bad a bad uh, a bad deal for him because he shouldn't say anything he should just deny not even deny just, just let it let it go uh let's see i i miss you latoya how are you Wow, toddler shoots pregnant mom with dad's gun in parking lot? Holy fuck! Ha, what? If you didn't have a gun in your fucking car, you idiot. I want gun in my car. I want gun. Fuck. Fuck! The girl had no idea what she had done, and she was very scared, a detective told reporter. 